They were talking to Eric Banholtz of Beer Brands, founder, Great Beard, and we're looking forward to hearing about your story. Well, I'm pleasured to be here. Here in uh, sunny LA. <laughs> yeah, sunny LA, looking over downtown LA right now. So, uh, Eric, where we like to start with where you grew up and then how you started to post things on the internet. Okay. Well, that's quite a leap. I grew up in uh, South Carolina, Greer, South Carolina, home of the BMW manufacturing plant, hmm. you know, a uh, classy place. Career. And uh, pretty much grew up there all my life. Didn't didn't move around from like first grade until until I went out to college and uh, went to the University of South Carolina. So um, I do consider myself a, a South Carolinian. And then um, graduated college. Just had your your typical suburban childhood. And then um, did did the grind for like ten years. I was a salesman in various forms, like a printing salesperson, Cisco Systems. What'd you major in? marketing and management with a minor in retail okay so i'm actually like the one of the few people who has a degree that's very relevant to what i'm doing right now hmm. would, you, would you say you use the degree like you use what you yeah, learned in college yeah so um uh specifically retail there are a lot of things that i learned like um you the industry standard for markups uh, keystoning is what it's called where you essentially double the price hmm. um so that allowed us to to build beard brand out in a way that didn't like really handcuff us from not having the profit margins that are required to run a business mm-hmm. and to grow a business. So uh, that and then just like markups and margins and even like uh, I took a textiles class and we uh, needed, I needed to fall back on that when we looked at printing shirts and stuff like that. So I do feel like I keep seeing that with D2C brands is they'll start and they'll talk about cutting out the middleman oh, eliminating yeah. markup and then they'll raise, they'll slowly raise their prices as they figure out you have to have a certain level of profitability to run a company in scale. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the reality is, from a business perspective, is all those things have to happen, right? You know, the, the manufacturing to distributing it to consumers, they all have to happen in some way. And, you know, you can cut out a company that's doing it, but it still has to happen, right? You still have to have the logistics of moving product around and finding the market and getting it to the marketplace. And there are a lot of efficiencies in the distribution channel. so. Those markups, you know, may not even be, you know, like they're just making tons of profit and stuff like that because your cost of, of you know, shipping something directly to a consumer but may be more expensive than doing it in bulk to a, a local um, retail location and then selling from there if you're paying like a mm-hmm. thousand bucks a month in rent or something like that. So there's all these things. So, so you're grinding away. Yeah. And how long is that? Like how long are you just nine to fiving? Yeah, so uh, I graduated college 2003, and uh, the various jobs uh, went until 2008 when I was laid off uh, during that downturn. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of when I started my entrepreneurial journey. Started working with my dad, who is an executive recruiter. Mm -hmm. And um, any advice out to people listening, do not start in the recruiting business when everyone's getting laid off. Uh, so that was, a, that was about like a, a year of or a half a year of like hard work and, and like nothing to show for it. So literally just smiling and dialing and getting rejected oh, for like six months straight. And then I tried this other business. I was this was like my phase of like I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know how. And I just like I thought being an entrepreneur was going to the secretary of the state and paying my license and then getting my EIN. And it's like, ah, I got a business now mm-hmm. and I made it. And then. You know, I was focused on the outcome rather than like the identity of like, what does an entrepreneur really do? 
you know, how are they spending their time? How are they solving problems? But well, why did you want to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. Yeah. Like growing up, like your dad was the entrepreneur of the family. Like he. No, I mean, I think we've had like a history of entrepreneurship. My grandmother and grandfather, they had a, a bar and restaurant in Philadelphia. So we always went up there as a kid. And then my dad was a businessman. He was like a general manager of a textile plant in, in Greenville. Mm-hmm. And then he went into executive recruiting, which is more of like, it's like being a lawyer or a doctor. You're just trading your time for money and doing that independently which wasn't really something I wanted. Like I'm really driven for freedom is probably one of my biggest things. And uh, our core values at Beard Brand are freedom, hunger, and trust. And it's that drive for freedom that entrepreneurship is really your only pathway to get, uh, you know, other than being like a a sugar, what do they call it? Sugar mama, sugar daddy, something like, (laughs) or or having one of those and, and then, you know, kind of living off of them. But um, yeah, like if, if you build your business the right way, then it will give you the opportunity to, to really choose the life that you want to live. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm really drawn to. So in your grind, where, did you have a gray beard? You know, that, that's, that's how the story of Beard Brand starts. So Beard Brand started like I, I always imagined myself as a bearded guy. Like I've always wanted to have facial hair. I remember specifically in college like the counselors would tell you when you interview for the job the first thing you do is you've got to shave like that was never like an option is like you can every interview you go to you have to be completely shaved and i kind of took that with me and i always did that you know i'd shave for the interview wear the suit and tie and then um you know i always kind of felt this like it wasn't like a direct pressure but just kind of like this societal pressure that you have to look a certain way if you want to be in the business world and so i would I would grow a beard, but it would be more of like, you know, a couple weeks of length, uh, kind of scruff. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And then probably back in 2007 or 2008, I grew it out during No Shave November or Movember and used that as a a way to, to, to raise money for charity for one. And then to also like experience growing a bigger beard. And granted, it was only growing for a month. But for me, that was like just huge and enormous. Like I'd never done that before. And, uh, you know, I just really fell in love with having facial hair and I felt like it was me, you know, it's and uh, like I don't want this to seem very, um, you know, uh, belittling to people who are like coming out of the closet or or dealing with like these identity issues that are are significantly more serious than what I had to go to. But it was just like becoming myself is what it felt like. And. um, you know, through the pressure of having facial hair in the business world, everyone called me Grizzly Adams or ZZ Top or Duck Dynasty. And those are all like cool dudes, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not me. You know, I'm not, I'm a buttoned up kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now let's take a break for our sponsor, <laughs> the Buttoned Up Podcast. <laughs> um, so that's what Beard Brand was. Beard Brand was a way to like, I, I consider myself an urban beardsman. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, to provide the tools and, and um, the resources to the community of people similar to me, other urban beardsmen, on how to grow and rock a beard and, and a world that traditionally, you know, you kind of wear a beard. So like ministers and doctors and lawyers and uh, salespeople and entrepreneurs. And when we started, like it was completely taboo for any of these people to have any kind of facial hair. Mm. But through our efforts and, and through the efforts of our community, I really think we've made a pretty big impact. In, it's no longer taboo to wear uh, facial hair in these these 
environments. It does seem like the past 10 years it has become way more acceptable. But it, that starts off with like a blogger account where you're starting to post as the Urban Beardsman. What's the, like the inception? Yeah, so we started, um, it was a February 2012. Uh, we started with a, a YouTube uh, channel and we started with a Tumblr account. And there's actually like a, uh, this guy named John uh, who, who started up uh, building the community in those early days. So he like just created it on a whim and he was all into it for like the first month and then he's like a typical entrepreneur and just goes off onto like a yeah. different project and I'm like, well, I'm just left here. So I kind of kept it running on autopilot doing a video every few months and that was enough to, to get traction from um, or to get noticed by New York Times because I was literally the only person talking about it, talking about beards and growing beards back in 2012. Yeah. And uh, if you're the only person doing it, then you're the de facto expert. So. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's not only like more guys are wearing facial hair, but also there's like so many beard uh, products out there now. Oh, yeah. Whereas when you guys were starting, you know, it's not like there wasn't like a new beard oil company every day on Instagram, you know? Yeah, so. yeah I, would, I think that's that's tapered down a little bit over the past year or so. Like it's gotten really competitive, mm -hmm. uh, as you mentioned. And, and we were lucky to be, I mean, I don't know if it's luck or not, or it's just an extension of my passion and, and just mm -hmm. fortunate timing. But uh, we were one of the early players. And, and I think, you know, the the difference between us and especially back in 2012 is like, we really took facial hair seriously. Like mm -hmm. before that it was kind of kitschy and you know, those sunglasses that would have like mustaches mm -hmm. and people would have their little mustache tattoos. It's like a costume and, kind of. Yeah, it yeah. was like kind of like, oh yeah, I'm wearing the beard ironically or I'm wearing the mustache ironically. And we're like, no, this is serious. People really do enjoy it and here's how you do it. And I mean, we would interject our own kind of humor mm -hmm. in there and uh, a couple of dad puns and inappropriate jokes and stuff like that. But, you know, for the most part, it's like the, the beard was never the butt end of the joke. You know, yeah, it was always yeah. um, just about being the person you want to be. Laughing with the beard, not at the beard. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, even doing that, you know, like just <laughs> maybe maybe like uh, coming up with some witty puns around beard. I don't know. Well, so I've heard you say, though, I, I can't remember if it was a podcast, but you said, I think you can make like six videos about beards, right? There's like six topics you can really do about <laughs> yeah. beards. So I know you post, now you post like daily on the content. So what's what's the evolution? You start to do some monthly videos and then you realize you got traction and then like, where does it go from there? Yeah, I mean, it's just been a grind. And, and you know, for from a business perspective, it's to do what you can do now to the best of your abilities and then figure out ways to improve it and get it better. So we started off with like six videos in the first year and then that went to, you know, like 12 videos in the second year and then 30 videos in the third year, 50 videos in the fourth year. And then we, you know, as July 2017, we went up to daily content. And uh, like you said, like how many ways can you talk about growing a beard? The answer is one. If you want to grow a beard, you just wait. And that's essentially all you need to do. But there are like a lot more details, like how to take care of a curly beard, how to take care of a straight beard. You can get really granular with your detail and really kind of hone in on what issue the person's having. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, we, we figured out ways to create content that um, empowers people to, to not just think about growing a beard, but think about their grooming efforts and think about their style and their hair and what the beard style is and, and how to, to communicate to a barber and give them examples of what guys are doing. So we film a lot of barbershop mm -hmm. uh, videos where it's nice because it's like this transformation type of video where a guy comes in, he's looking all shaggy, goes to this excellent barber, the barber gives him a phenomenal haircut, great beard trim, he leaves with a giant smile on his face, feeling great. 
And uh, you guys know that feeling whenever you get like a fresh haircut, you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna like bang the town, or what do people say nowadays? <laughs> yeah, bang not the town. bang, <laughs> not bang. <laughs> I'm gonna go on Bumble and Bumble and like <laughs> swipe right all the time. Yeah, I mean, your guys' uh, haircut videos—that's probably my favorite part of the channel. And you know, I, I don't have a beard, but uh, I really like the hairstyle videos. Mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the best ways also to communicate with your barber stylist is just to show them a video. And so I, I think that's a. Uh, that's a hugely valuable part of the channel, even for non-bearded guys. Yeah, for yeah. for guys of my my age and my generation, it's like there's almost like this. It, it's silly to me, but there's almost this pride in like being unkempt and like wearing your cargo shorts, putting no time into your haircut, cutting your own hair, and having a terrible haircut, mm -hmm. no intentionality with your look and style. And they wear that with a badge of honor, and they're like, "You're not. You're 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 like a woman if you like." style your hair or like put on cologne and it, to me like i want to shift that perception it's like if you invest in yourself and you love that person who's looking back at you in the mirror like your day just gets off to such a better start you know like you feel like a million bucks and then you can do and accomplish so much more in the day when you like love yourself enough to take care of it and to invest in yourself mm -hmm. and it can be your clothes you know it can be um, your accessories it can be of course your grooming routine mm -hmm. but invest in yourself your education of course you know like like you only have one life like what are you doing sitting around and just playing video games and um yeah. <laughs> i don't know like just drinking beers right yeah i mean that's fun and you need to have downtime but so in, so in 2012 yourself. though you start the youtube channel is the intention to do content on beards and then also beard products like was was the youtube channel something you did to pursue the urban beard and then beard brand grew out of that i guess yeah so i mean uh it started with beard brand and and beard brand was built to serve urban beardsmen so we wanted to to give them everything they needed so in those early days i meant you know videos and blog content on how to take care of your beard and then i always had this vision of uniting the community of urban beardsmen and really like bringing everyone together and letting them know that they're not alone and and how we brought them together, we didn't know. So uh, it turned out that grooming products, like in my mind, I thought it was gonna be like this lifestyle company with like apparel and you know accessories and wallets and like just the gear to kind of give you that look of the Urban Beardsman, but uh, ended up being grooming products. So. And flannels. Yeah, lots and of flannel. <laughs> and Urban flannels. Yeah, urban flannels. Yeah. yeah. And you did kind of uh, dip your toes a little bit in into apparel and yeah, you, know, yeah. you guys are rebranded and like so you, you've, you've gone through some some changes and I feel like recently kind of settled into uh, an identity or at least for now yeah yeah we're not a we're not afraid to like take risk and break stuff and like you know we were talking about in our car right here that like I have a lot of visions and you know I can see how um, to get there but you don't always have the resources to, to get to that vision so you kind of have to understand like where you need to, to chop off, you know, certain visions you're having, and and just focus on the ones that are working, and, and really give those all the, the the benefits. And we found that like just our audience, they really love grooming products, and they love that that process of investing in themselves. So we just kind of doubled down on that, and I think you'll see with like the haircutting videos, like, you know, one of the big movements for us is to to go beyond the beard. So you figured out how to take care of your beard. And you got that looking A plus, but how do you take care of your hair? How do you take care of your skin? How do you make sure you 
you know, minimize any kind of like acne and flare ups and stuff like that through a good skin regimen. So those are going to be kind of like the direction, the evolution of the brand as we continue to grow. Nice. So you can tell in some conversations with you, like you have a very, you've, you've developed a very sense of like, like business sense. And what are some of the resources that you uh, like focus on to really think about like the company and strategy and, and that sort of thing? Yeah, I, um, I, I really believe strongly in the value of like attending events with other like-minded people. I've learned so much from going to things like Menfluential and, and this man camp thing that we're at right now. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, there's, there's many other ones that I attend. So I probably hit up, you know, four or five of them a year and I'll just be like, oh, I'm having all these problems. Like, you know, we don't know how to hire people or we don't, you know, know how to market this or that and just listen, just like shut up and listen. And I've just sucked up so much information, but a few good books like traction uh, is a great policy or a good like process oriented book to, to kind of get you started on like building that foundation for running your organization. Top grading is a great way to hire people. And then, uh, you know, those early days, it's just like grind and like just want to last. You just got to last longer than mm-hmm. everyone else. It's like, you know, like I may not have the best product. I may not have the best website. I may not be the best looking guy, but you know, damn it, I want to make 800 videos on beards and yeah. like, good luck trying to do that. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of like, that has been, and still to a certain degree is, is part of our, our core values with hunger, you know, just like mm-hmm. that perseverance. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, I wanted to ask about Shark Tank. You probably get asked right. about that a lot, but how, how did that, how did that happen? Man, Shark Tank was great, man. We, um, in that first like year, first two years, like we felt like we were God's gifts to entrepreneurship. Like <laughs> we're like entirely bootstrapped. The business is looking like a hockey, hockey curve. And like, we're just doing everything right. And, uh, you know, of course everything's going right. So you, you reach out to shark tank and you got like this great story to tell and mm-hmm. th- the business to back it up. And, you know, um, we're early in, in the space at the time. So they, they got gravitated to it. And so we applied there and then went through that whole process. Mm-hmm. The, it's a very like thorough process to, to background check. And mm. one of the most common questions is, do you give up equity to be on the show? And, and they remove that. So mm. you can pitch without the risk of, of losing a piece of your business. And then, uh, of course, appearing on the show was very intense mm. and, um, intense less from how you might think about it. Like it's, it's not intense because you have these five very talented, uh, entrepreneurs in front of you who are mm-hmm. going to grill you in your business, but intense because whatever you do or respond to them, 7 million people are going to see it yeah. and they're, they're <laughs> going to judge you based on, you know, obviously based on how you respond to it, but also how, um, ABC just, or the show decides to, to edit it up. Yeah. So we were very fortunate that in my opinion, um, Shark Tank did a fair and accurate representation of what went on there. Mm-hmm. And what you see, I mean, I was in there for like 45 minutes. They cut it down to seven minutes. But mm-hmm. the, the basic feel for what was going on, I, I think that was essentially what happened, mm-hmm. or at least according to my memory. And was it like a game changer in terms of traffic and sales and all that? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, they, they the show makes it look like you appear on Shark Tank and then, you, you know, you're a, an eight-figure business and you just, you know, drive Lamborghinis and fly yachts and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, you can't even fly yachts, but people do it. <laughs> well, you've been on Shark Tank. Yeah, though. I've been on Shark Tank, so I got my flying yacht. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, you, you do get that Im- immediate boost. 
And then whenever the reruns, you get like a little boost here and there, but mm -hmm. it's not that golden ticket. You still have to grind and more cards. So it yeah. gives you a leg up because um, we still do get questions about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, people will be like, oh, hey, you were the guy in Shark Tank. And I'm like, man, you got a great memory. Like, because <laughs> my beard's not as long and my hairstyle is completely different. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, we should do rapid fire real quick. So we have a series of rapid fire questions that, of course, you couldn't have prepared for. We prefer short answers, one or two words. Are you ready? Okay, I'll, I'll try to keep it short. I get a little wordy sometimes. All right. Uh, Oxfords or Brogues? I don't even know what those are. How about boots or dress shoes? <laughs> <laughs> boots. <laughs> uh, lifting or cardio? Uh, cardio. Loafers or sneakers? Sneakers. All right. Spring, summer, or fall, winter? Um, fall. It's all the same in Austin, oh. right? It's yeah. Always, it's always Texas sunny. is the answer. Yeah, from, <laughs> from like October to February. All right. Morning shower or evening shower? Morning. No brainer on that one. Jeans. Who does evening, <laughs> who does evening showers? We hear, we get a lot of both. We, get, yeah. we hear like morning and evening. Oh, that's weird. People who workout. shower in the morning and then if they work out later, okay. they'll shower in the evenings. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, jeans, chinos, or trousers? Jeans. Jeans. Okay. And navy or charcoal? Like if you're wearing a suit. Oh, uh, suit? Navy. Okay. And last question. So if you're, you got to get fired up for the day, you're in the shower, what song are you listening to? Ooh, I, I got my Drake radio on, you know? Drake radio. What, what's that song? Um, you're asking the wrong guys. <laughs> started <laughs> at Drake. the bottom, now I'm here. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like those where, like, you yeah. doubted me and now look at me. Get pumped those up. Are, those man. are my kind of songs. Mm -hmm. Very cool. That's great. Well, thank uh -huh. you for coming on, Eric. Everybody, oh, it's my pleasure, guys. Everybody check I out Beard Brand, and uh, maybe you can help. I'm, I'm about to participate in Movember. Dude, you can really Ooh. grow a good facial hair. I can tell. Uh, hey, you uh, had a good one in yeah. uh, Scotland, right? Yeah. yeah I, had a, I, have to, I still have to show you the mustache. I'll show you later. And we, we talked about this. He looks like Henry Cavill. That's right. And he's going to grow the beard stash, which Henry had mm -hmm. for a period of time. And you're just going to look dapper as, what do they call it? AF. AF. Dapper yeah. AF. Maybe we'll see you on a beard brand one of these days. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'll come down to Austin for a haircut. Well, thanks for having me on the show, guys. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you.